It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back solo this week after what was an incredible week last week uh, doing the Ultimate Division crossover. And I want to give a shout out to the rest of the division guys that we chatted with all week, Aaron, Ross, and David. It was an incredible week and got a lot of good feedback on it, honestly. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we actually do have another one planned later in the summer, right around uh, a little before training camp, actually. So definitely excited for that and ready ready, ready for that. But yeah, it was a really fun week and again, glad you guys enjoyed it. But I'm back on my own and it is Monday, so we're going to talk about some mock drafts as we always do. We'll talk about the draft wire or well yeah we'll talk about the draft wire we'll talk about the draft network it's actually what i initially meant to say uh ben solak had his latest mock draft i want to get into that in a little bit because that was a a pretty interesting one a similar one to one we discussed a couple weeks ago so we'll get into that in a little bit but first i want to take a look at the draft wire this time i intend to say the draft wire because they actually just released a a four-round mock draft, so I want to dive into that in a little bit. But first things first, I want to give a shout-out to one of our great sponsors, our friends over at BlueChew.com, which brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. It can take them anytime, day or night, and even on a full stomach, so you're ready to go whenever that opportunity arises because they work twice as fast as a pill. Remember, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no more uh, in-person doctor's visits, no more waiting in the pharmacy, and no more awkwardness. So right now, special deal for you listeners out there. Visit BlueChew.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. All you got to do is pay the $5 in shipping. So that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So... Let's jump into it. Our buddy Luke Easterling of the Draft Wire. We'll start with him because, again, they have they just posted a four-round mock draft. And as we sit here, remember, next week already, it's hard to believe next week already is the scouting combine. And like I said, I will be in Indianapolis next week. I will actually be driving most of the day because it takes me about nine hours to get there. So next Monday, I will actually be spending most of my day driving. So by Monday afternoon, Monday night, somewhere in there, uh, I will be in Indianapolis, and it all gets going on Tuesday. In fact, that 
Tuesdays when the media availability actually starts. Coach, a lot of the coaches will speak, so I'll hopefully get a chance to see Matt Rule. A lot of the players, uh, well, particularly the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and I believe tight ends. I believe it's those three positions are all speaking on Tuesday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the players will speak to the media. And then I believe starting Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, is uh, is the actual on-field workouts. Remember this year... They're actually doing some of the on-field workouts in prime time to give fans a better chance to actually watch them. So that's that's going to be interesting. But I'm definitely excited to be at the Combine next week. You know, fingers crossed. I'm still awaiting the email uh, for my credentials, but I imagine I will get it. But I'm definitely excited and hope you guys are as well. I'll get a ch- I'm excited to get a chance to speak to some of these players again, just like last year, and you'll hopefully run into... I think the part I'm most excited about too is this will actually be the first year that I've that I will be at both the Senior Bowl and the Combine in the same year. Obviously, I've gone to these events over the last couple of years, but I've only done one or the other. I was never at both in the same year, so I'm excited to do that for the first time and hopefully run into some of these players and uh, and get a chance to you know hopefully they remember my face, which which would be pretty neat. So. That's going to be fun. But let's dive into it. DraftWire. Uh, our friends at Dra- DraftWire, Luke Easterling. Four-round mock draft. We'll run through the Carolina Panthers. Pick starting at number seven, where he is going with Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker out of Clemson. And Simmons is certainly a guy that uh, we started to peg a little bit more to the Panthers. You know, maybe not as much as guys like Derek Brown, or some of these quarterbacks. But Isaiah Simmons definitely is a guy we said to certainly keep an eye on, especially after the retirement of Luke Keekley. And obviously, uh, Luke Easterling made a note of that. He says, The shocking retirement of all-pro Luke Keekley opens up a gaping hole on the Carolina defense. But they're in a perfect position to address it here. While some will argue about where Simmons will fit at the next level, his rare combination of athleticism and versatility transcends all doubts about where to line him up. He's the kind of defensive prospect that only comes around once in a while. And obviously that's kind of the big question, and not not even in a bad way, but obviously the big question with Isaiah Simmons is where do you play him? Is he an outside linebacker? Is he safety? What do you do with him? To me, it kind of feels like he's almost like a a Teron Matthew type player, and that he's so versatile. Um, and I guess another way you could put it is that you know, hopefully, a better version of Dayon Buchanan. If you remember the, his the first round pick a couple years ago from the Cardinals, I believe he's with the Buccaneers now. But Simmons might be. The player that we thought Deion Buchanan could have been, or, or some might even argue should have been, that versatile, that hybrid player, linebacker safety, Simmons probably fits that mold, but he's definitely a lot more athletic uh, than than Buchanan. So that's 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 going to be the big thing with these NFL teams is where do you slot Isaiah Simmons? And for a team like the Panthers, I mean, they certainly can use him in either of those roles. They could plug him in in middle linebacker. 
they can play him on the outside. They can definitely move him around. Simmons, Simmons, I think, would be a pretty nice chess piece for this Carolina Panthers defense. You know, a guy like Phil Snow and all his experience can definitely figure out a way to utilize Simmons. So if Simmons is there, you know, I'm not saying the Panthers have to run to the board and get him because we've discussed a couple of players that I think would be really good fits for this team. Between Simmons, between Derrick Brown. Like, I'm not at the point yet, and it's only the middle of February. I'm not at the point yet where I'm ready to pound the table on one certain player here. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of positions and a lot of directions this team can go. You know, I would know I would have no problem if they take Isaiah Simmons. I have no problem if they take Derrick Brown. I have no problem if they take one of the offensive tackles, whether it's Jedrick Wills, Andrew Thomas, uh, Tristan Wirfs, even Mekhi Becton. I mean, this is a really strong offensive tackle class that really I think you could grab any of those four. And then obviously there's the possibility of taking the quarterbacks. I mean, we obviously cannot discount that. Uh, and we cannot discount the, the possibility of them trading up for one of these quarterbacks. Uh, for the record, uh, just just to give you an idea how the draft has lined up so far, the, the six picks leading up to the Panthers, just so you can see who was off the board. It was obviously Joe Burrow and Chase Young. I mean, I think we've kind of settled on the fact that 99% chance those are going to be the top two picks. And then Jeffrey Okuda, the Lions... Another pick that you're, you've really been seeing the match lately. Uh, Andrew Thomas to the Giants, Tua to the Dolphins, and Justin Herbert to the Chargers. And again, this is the scenario that we've been talking about in terms of if the Panthers want to get one of these quarterbacks, they're in all likelihood going to have to trade up for one because you've got Miami and because you've got the Chargers sitting in front of them. And we'll... You know, a bit of a teaser if you haven't seen the mock draft. We will get to that scenario when we talk about Ben Solak's draft. So keep an eye out. So then it was Isaiah Simmons at 7. And then just to round out the top 10, he, he went uh, CeeDee Lamb to the Cardinals, Derek Brown to the Jaguars, and Jedrick Wills to the Browns. And then Makai Becton to the Jets, Jerry Judy to the Raiders, Jordan Love, another guy that's kind of gotten some talk with the Panthers, but not really a lot of steam yet, because I think seven is too high to take Jordan Love, but I don't think he's going to be there in round two, because the Colts, I think, are a great landing spot for Jordan Love. I think at this point, they're going to draft, they'll probably draft Jordan Love, or possibly draft Jordan Love, and probably go after a free agent quarterback. I mean, if you ask me, I and I mean, really, if you ask a lot of people, it's either the Colts or it's the Buccaneers that are going to take Phillip Rivers. And so if he does land the Colts, you get him, and then I think they draft Jordan Love. So I don't think Love's going to be there in round two for the Panthers. So if they do want to go quarterback in round two, it's probably going to end up being someone like Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, Jalen Hurts, probably one of those guys if they don't decide to go in round one. Uh, then I'll just run through real quick. Then it was Kinlaw to the Bucks, Ruggs to the Broncos, Chase on to the Falcons, McKinney to the Cowboys, Wirfs to the Dolphins, 
Uh, Murray to the Raiders, Fulton to the Jags, Higgins to the Eagles, Chenault to the Bills, Winfield to the Patriots, uh, Cole Komet to the Saints, Josh Jones to the Vikings, Evanessa to the Dolphins, Raquan Davis to the Seahawks, Jonathan Taylor to the Ravens, Solomon Kindley, Kindley excuse me, the offensive lineman out of Georgia to the Titans at 29, Jalen Rager to the Packers at 30, Sin, the corner out of Florida to the Niners at 31, and Trayvon Diggs, the corner out of Alabama to the Chiefs at 32. And then we get to his round two, and like I just discussed, if the Panthers are going to take a quarterback in round two, it's going to be one of those three I mentioned, and sure enough, in Luke's mock, he has the Panthers at number 38 selecting Jacob Eason. Then we get to round three. He's got the Panthers at number 69, taking Cameron Dantzler, cornerback out of Mississippi State. And then in round four at pick number 103, Brandon Jones, the safety out of Texas. So Luke obviously has the Panthers really addressing that defense with Isaiah Simmons, Cameron Dantzler, and Brandon Jones with three of their first four picks to go along with quarterback Jacob Eason. And I think in that scenario, that would probably mean that um, Cam Newton is probably back for one more year. Because, and again, I still believe this is going to be the case. I That's a possible scenario that Cam Newton comes back for 2020 and they take a quarterback, say, in round two. I mean, I could also see, and again, we'll touch on this in a little bit. Actually, I'll, I'll save that. that. That'll be a bit of a teaser until we get to the other mock draft. But um, this is definitely a, a scenario. A guy like Jacob Eason, who, you know, obviously has be become one of those polarizing quarterback figures in this draft class. A lot of people have a hard time kind of figuring out where they're going to slot him, but it feels like he's going to end up maybe early round two, maybe even back end of round one. You know, it's possible, you know, I've, I've seen mocks where a team like the Buccaneers trade back into round one to select Eason because of that fifth year option. So I quarterbacks like him and Jake Fromm, I think are going to be really interesting to watch where they actually end up going in the draft. Not necessarily team. I mean, team, you know, for one, certainly, but just in general, where in the draft, late first, early second, whatever the case may be. So that that's going to be interesting to watch. But again, so that's uh, Luke Easterling's latest four-round mock draft. Isaiah Simmons, Jacob Eason, Cameron Dantzler, and Brandon Jones. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
And with that, we'll shift gears to Ben Solak's latest mock draft, his fifth mock draft over at the Draft Network. This one, of course, with trades. And this is where I will bring up that teaser that I talked about with the other scenario, which, of course, is the possibility of the Panthers getting aggressive and moving up for one of these quarterbacks because that's exactly what Ben Solek did in his latest mock draft. In fact, it's the exact same uh, final result in terms of trade and player that we talked about a couple weeks ago with Trevor Sikama. And that's the Panthers moving up to number three in a trade with the Detroit Lions to select Tua Tungovailoa. Ben also breaks down the projected trade details. Panthers move up to number three overall, and they trade. So the Lions would receive number seven overall and number 38 overall in this year's draft, plus the Panthers' first and fourth round picks in 2021 and their second round pick in 2022. So in total, five draft picks sent over to the Lions to move up four spots to select Tua Tungavailoa. And about the pick, Ben wrote, our most likely agent for total and complete insanity are the Panthers, who have an aggressive owner, a potential hole at quarterback, and a tradable quarterback in Cam Newton that could glean them enough capital to give the Lions an attractive offer relative to the Dolphins' war chest. Tungavailoa makes a ton of sense in the spread-and-shred Joe Brady offense, which will maximize Tungavailoa's dynamic release and ability to throw from awkward angles and platforms. As Carolina attacks the future, it will go in for the riskiest pick of all, a Tungavailoa trade-up. Now, we've talked a bit before about what it's possibly going to take for the Panthers to actually make this move if they want to go from 7-3. to three. Because as, as we discussed before, they are if they want to make this kind of move, if they want to move up, say, for Tua or Herbert or whoever, they will have to get aggressive. You know, At the very least, obviously, it's just going to take... I, I thought it would take at least both of their two or both of their second day picks to start. But then again, you factor in the Dolphins being there, the Chargers being there, they're gonna have to pony up. So it very well likely if they make a move like this, it's gonna have to take it it's also gonna have to take at least next year's one. To, to get the job done. And it's probably going to be even more because, listen, the Lions know, I, I think deep down the Lions know at this point that they are sitting on a gold mine. They know that the the draft potentially starts with them. If, if they feel strongly enough that the Bengals are going to take Joe Burrow at number one and the Redskins are going to take Chase Young at number two, the Lions know that they could they could sit back and they can let the offers come to them, whether it's from the Panthers, whether it's from the Dolphins, whether it's from the Chargers. I mean, they know now that they've got three quarterback needy teams, and especially two wild cards in the Chargers and the Panthers, that would both love that would both love to move up if they have to to get the quarterback that they want. 
and the Lions can just sit back and wait for the best possible offer. And the Panthers know that right now they're running third in a three-horse race. So they've got a, they've likely got a pony up the most because they're the furthest back of the three teams, and they have, I mean, them and the Chargers, I think, have about the same amount of capital, but obviously the, the Chargers are in a better position because they're higher than the Panthers. And then both, of course, are playing second and third fiddle to the Dolphins, who have all this ammo. Three first-round picks and two second-round picks this year, two second-round picks next year. So the Panthers are going to have to dig deep if they want to if they want to make a move. You know, you, you look back to some of these other trades over the last couple of years, uh, especially within the top ten, and the price that it took to make these moves. Like, first one that comes to mind is the uh, the Bills moving up from 9 to 4 to get Sammy Watkins. That required their first-round pick in the following year's draft. The Bills, uh, if I remember correctly, shipped the first-round pick to get Josh Allen. You know, this... Usually when we're picking this high, we're dealing with trades this high, you're obviously digging into high picks in future drafts. So it's going to take at least their one in 2021. And, you know, it may take more. I mean, that seems like a very viable possibility, this projected trade that Ben had. Again, he projected 7-38, and 38, so they're first and their second this year. They're first and their fourth next year, and they're second in 22, just to move up four spots from seven to three, and that would be the only pick that they get in this projected trade. Like, he doesn't even have the Panthers getting any other picks from the Lions. He just simply, he just simply has the Panthers moving up to number three, sending all that ammo. So, is that a move the Panthers? Is that a move the Panthers may ultimately make? You know, we'll see. I mean, this is a this is a new team in terms of you have an older in David Tepper that is ready to do whatever it takes to get this team back into contention. So I think you have to feel deep down that he's at least considering a trade up. And then you've got a new head coach in Matt Rule, a brand new coaching staff. You know, this I mean, yes, Marty Herney is still hanging around, but I feel like this is more of David Tepper's show. And I think Matt Rule definitely is going to have a lot of say just, just based on the fact that the Panthers are paying Matt Rule so much money. I think Matt Rule is certainly going to be involved as well in terms of getting this team back to where it needs to be. So Marty Herney is still around. But I think he's just going to be one voice in a room full of them, led by David Tepper. And that's why we can't discount the, the possibility just yet that the Panthers move up. Now, certainly they could also trade down. You know, we haven't even touched on that, that possibility yet. Because the, it's not like the Panthers have a lot of capital. They only have, I think, their, 
they really only have their seven original picks right now. Well, one in each round. So we can't discredit trading down just yet. I mean, again, it's only February. There's a lot of a lot of time to figure all this stuff out. And I think it certainly depends on how the board shakes out. You know, if there's a team that wants to trade up for, say, one of these wide receivers, whether whether they want to trade up for, like, Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, there, there's just so many. This is why I think the Panthers are such a wild card in this draft right now. There's just so many. There's just so many possibilities. So many different directions that they can go in. It's, and again, especially with everything just feeling so new. So many, so many different ways they can go that they, they really could turn this draft upside down if, if they really wanted to, especially if they make a move like that for Tua. So I, I think Ben's right. If there's a team for, or if there's a candidate for uh, creating a lot of chaos in this draft, it is the Carolina Panthers. So I think this is going to be quite the interesting offseason, both in terms of the draft and in free agency for the Carolina Panthers. And I'm really curious what they do, too, in free agency. Because I, I will admit, I sometimes have to take a step back and remember that it's not just the draft that we're focusing on. It so, Sometimes I feel like, and I'm guilty of this, too, we get so enamored with the draft and all these young prospects that we sometimes forget that free agency is still a viable option as well. And it can be a huge, just as big of a reason, if not more that some of these teams become successful. You know, you look at the team like the green Bay Packers, one of the biggest reasons they were so successful last season was because of two of their free agent signings in Zedarius Smith and Preston Smith, just creating such a strong pass rush for the Packers, and that was a big reason why they made it to the NFC Championship game. So free agency is still a big factor in all this, but it's still it's still always fun to you know look at the draft and look at all those possibilities. But yeah, this is an exciting off season for sure. Um, definitely the definitely the most fun off season I think we're about to have, at least that I've had in four years of covering this team. I don't think I've ever been so enamored and so... I'm trying to think of the right word. Like, this offseason has, I think, the most questions, um, but it also has, I think, the most intrigue in the four years that I've covered this team. Because obviously a lot of this, too, is new for me. I mean... You know, first time that I've covered a coaching change, first time that I'll cover, you know, a brand new coaching staff, new ownership, like everything, everything's different now with this Carolina Panther, with this Panthers team. And that's what makes it fun. That's what makes covering these teams fun. It's, it's the unknown. It's the element of surprise with with some of these teams. So I'm excited to jump on this ride and I hope you guys are as well.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. But that'll wrap it up, I think, for this Mock Draft Monday edition of LOP. Thanks so much for tuning in, as always. If you want to share your Mock Drafts with me, of course, you can always check out the Draft Network and check out their Mock Draft Machine. And if you want to make your own trades with the Panthers, all you got to do is sign up for uh, TDN Premium, just $10 a month or $30 a year, i.e. the yearly the yearly subscription is a lot better, in my opinion, and it's what I have. That'll get you the ad free experience. It gets you, you get to be part of the Slack channel with the TDN crew, which has been fantastic. And of course, you get to make trades in the mock draft machine. So I'm excited, and like I said, hope all of you guys are as well. So with that, I am out of here. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, Take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.